Welcome back to another episode of Trying to Figure It Out. This week, we have a super special guest with over 26.4 million likes on TikTok. You guys might have seen today's guest on your For You page. He just might be the most eligible bachelor on the app, but he's pretty hard to tie down. So welcome to Trying to Figure It Out, Matt. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on here and chat with you, Allie. It's going to be fun. So Matt is better known by his TikTok handle, which is 50 dates, 50 states. And you might be able to figure it out from that. But Matt basically travels the country and goes on a date with a girl in every single state. And you've actually done this twice now. So you finished your second round of 50 dates, 50 states just two weeks ago, right? Yep. Yep. Wrapped up my last and final date in season two in in Alaska. So Got a hundred dates under my belt. <laughs> That's amazing. I have not even been on one date, so I'm really excited to talk about this with you. Did you say you've never been on a date? Is that what you just said? I did say that, yeah. <laughs> you've never been on a date? I have a boyfriend and I've had what? boyfriends, but I've never gone on just a first date or on a date with someone who wasn't my boyfriend ever. But how'd you get to like didn't you have to go on a date to get your boyfriend? I guess maybe I'm untraditional, but I like usually meet people and then we'll like hang out at one of each other's places or watch a movie or something, but I've never actually gone on like a dinner date or, you know, like a guy plans a date for me. I've never done that before. Gotcha. All right. Interesting. It would be very informative for me. I'm going to learn a lot in this episode. (laughs) I love it. Hey, everybody starts somewhere. I like it. Exactly. So thank you for joining me today. And before we go any further, I just want to preface the rest of this episode by saying that Matt is a straight man and I am a straight woman. So the conversations that we're going to be having today around dating will center around heterosexual relationships. But that being said, if you're looking for conversations on non-heterosexual relationships, you can check out my episodes with Haley Jacobson, or you can go to her page and keep tuning into the amazing things that she's doing and learn more about you know, dating as a bisexual woman, or there's tons more resources out there, but this episode will specifically be focusing on heterosexual relationships. Now back to you, Matt. You've traveled literally all over the U.S., which is impressive on its own, but then on top of that, what you're doing is you're actually going on dates in every single one of them, which I think is super cool, but let's start off on where you grew up and what life was like for you where you grew up. Yeah, so, um, well, thank you for the compliments on liking what I do and everything. <laughs> um, but uh, I grew up uh, most of my life in Montana, and um, I've kind of moved around. I spent a little bit of my childhood in, like, Colorado, Nebraska, and then moved to Montana. I've grown up in Montana most of my life and everything. But then I went to college in North Dakota, and um, and then after graduating college in North Dakota, I was working for a baseball team. And um, if the baseball team, I was the director of fun and community impact was my job title with the baseball team, which is a pretty bizarre job title, you could say. <laughs> um, nobody really hears about somebody being the director of fun. And so, uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's that's literally like what I, I handled all the entertainment uh, on the field, off the field, and then. Uh, like that resulted in on-field games, in-crowd inter- uh, engagements, mascot skits, dances, like throwing t-shirts in the crowd, just all that fun stuff. And I was in all kinds of different costumes and all that stuff. And so uh, that's what I did right before I started 50 Dates, 50 States. And now I've been doing 50 Dates, 50 States full time for about two seasons, two years, however you want to word it. So that's kind of a little bit of background on on me. Yeah. So if you don't mind me asking, what was your parents' relationship like when you were growing up? 
so my parents, they've been together for now. Oh man, I don't want to butcher it. I should know this, but I think it's like a little over 30 years. Wow. Um, like, uh, and so, um, they're together and they've, and my family, their relationship, my mom and dad, it's very, very old fashioned, uh, for sure. Like it's, it's actually kind of humorous for me when I like come home because of how the world's evolving and, and, and things like that in different roles. Um, my mom and dad are just so old school. So like my dad, he's a farmer and rancher and he, he goes out and does all the work and, um, and then he comes home and he like, he's like, all right, honey, what's for supper? Like, and she's just like, okay, what would you like, honey? And she like, you know, cooks away and cleans and, and like, it's just like the roles are so defined between them. But yeah, kind of grew up in, in that kind of a household. That's awesome. So I'm sure that relationship has affected you. And you think you, you want to get married and have kids one day and do that whole traditional way of living? I guess for me, I, I, I like, I like being single. I do. Um, I, and I definitely want to like explore my options cause I don't want to settle or anything, but, um, yeah, I think it's definitely like, I always have it in the back of my head. Like I want to have a really powerful relationship like they do. Yeah. Well, you're definitely exploring your options. <laughs> <laughs> It's fair. It's fair. Yeah. So you went to college in North Dakota. What was your dating experience like in college? <laughs> I I really didn't have much of a dating resume in college. That's for sure. I like didn't go on. I think I all through college, I might've went on like two dates. Like I, I was not big into the dating scene. I was more just like hanging out with friends. And if me and a girl ever um, you know, were attracted to each other. It was more like, oh, we would just hang out with friend groups. This is kind of what I was getting at when I said I've never been on a real date. Like, okay. those are my dates, like hangouts. Okay. What did you do the first few years after graduating? So right after graduating is when I started working for the baseball team. Um, that was my that was my job right out of college uh, and everything, handle and entertainment. And then while I was working for them, uh, we were all working from home when the pandemic hit and COVID happened. And that's when I decided I'd uh, start 50 Dates, 50 States. I hopped on Tinder, said you could place your location anywhere in the U.S. for free. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And so I started putting my location in New York and LA and Miami and Dallas, like all these areas, trying to get matches with some honeys that, you know. <laughs> and uh, once I started getting matches, if anything, it was just a confidence booster because I couldn't ask them to go grab drinks or dinner or anything. And so I was like, well, Zoom's on the rise and everything's turning virtual. What if I went on a virtual date with a girl in each state? So season one, I consider the virtual dates and then and then I went to go visit all those virtual dates in person. And so I kind of, I kind of put both those together as season one since it was the same dates. And then season two was just strictly in person, completely new dates. Gotcha. I want to know more about how you came up with this idea at such a, a time where it was almost impossible to do what you were trying to do and you did it. You came up with that idea in that time. So Tell me a little bit more about how you came up with the concept, like what really sparked it in you and how you decided to do it in the time where traveling was and restaurants and bars and all of that was really not an option for you. Yeah. So I think uh, for me, a lot of the inspiration, I mean, uh, the idea kickstarted when I saw that notification on Tinder and, and was kind of putting the puzzle together in my own mind. But I also just wanted to um, I mean, everybody was locked inside. No one knew what COVID was. Like we all remember, you know, we were just like stuck inside. We're like, what is going on? And we're freaking out. We see stuff and the news was like everything on TV and on social media. Like, everything was just like so negative. It was just like, it was like, oh, people getting sick and how many cases and how many deaths and, and then politics and just all this stuff. And I was like, man, like it just, uh, and like, 
I wanted to take people's attention and turn it away from that. And I wanted them to look at something that like, oh, like, look what this kid's doing during quarantine or look what this, this project he's doing. Wow, that's cool. And shift their attention away from that. And so that was kind of my inspiration to, I was kind of challenging myself like, hey, like, let's, let's get the attention off of that and onto what I'm doing in this fun little project. And, um, and so that was kind of the root of it. And then I was contacted by a group of producers in L.A., and they um, saw me doing the when I was on my virtual dates and they said that they, you know, thought about making it into a reality TV show type thing. Yeah. And I guess that really opened up my eyes when I got on a meeting with them and talked to them about stuff and uh, things didn't work out with them. But uh, I guess in my head, when things didn't work out with them, I was like, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to get my truck wrapped and I'm going to travel and hit the road. For sure. So tell me a little bit about how you planned out going on these dates. Did you kind of just take it week by week or day by day? Or did you start to like map out which state you were going to go to next? How did that work? So um, when I, it's super funny. When I did the dates virtually, I laugh so hard about this thinking about it now, but literally I would go on like three or four virtual dates a night, which was just hilarious. Like I, it would literally be like, I'd be talking to a girl uh, from like Iowa and then I'd be like, Hey, I had a great time, but I actually have to go. I have uh, another date with a girl from North Carolina. Would you and say that? Like, oh yeah. Yeah. They like, cause they like, they like knew what it was. Like I told them what I was doing. And so like, they were just like, Oh, okay. Well, like great talking to you. And I'd be like, all right. See ya. And then I just like literally hop on a next call to like, you know, the next state or whatever. And so virtual dates was all, uh, was happening so much. But, um, but when it comes to traveling, when I was like planning my route, I was basically just trying to think of what was the most efficient. Um, cause I obviously didn't want to be like, Oh, let's go from Wyoming to New York to, uh, Florida to Ohio. Like I want to just map it out in the most efficient travel way since I'm, I drove to the lower 48 and then fly to Hawaii and Alaska. And right. so mapped it out with that. And then when it came to planning what we did, I really, I kind of threw that on my dates to do because since they live in those areas, right? they know the fun things to do. They know the ins and outs. They might know the more local things to do versus like the touristy things. Totally. And so I would throw it on them and then they'd give me their their ideas back and then we'd kind of tag team and work together on building out a date itinerary and that's that's how basically all the dates are planned. That's awesome. You should become a tour promoter. You would be able to map a tour so easily after all your traveling. <laughs> Tell me how you found dates in every state for your second season. Was there a different process than the first season? So yeah, season two, um, there was a whole new process when it came to getting dates. Uh, actually, the dates applied uh, through my website. They went online and went and applied on the date application. And that was massively popular. Like I was, I was really nervous about it when I put it out there. Cause I was like building some hype on TikTok and stuff, but I was like, I was, it's like one of those things when you're afraid to almost announce publicly to see the feedback you get. And so I was like, man, if I announce a state application, I get like 200 applications. I'm going to feel like, I'm going to be like, dang, like, I don't know. Like I, I just had high hopes. I was hoping, I was really hoping I got like a thousand applications. But uh, we got over 10,000 applications in less than two months and then um, and then over 5,500 in the first two weeks. 
And so uh, it just was like very, very popular, lots of people applying. And then like the first day it opened, the my website crashed and me and my web guy are like working together to like, we're like, oh no, and people are hitting me up. And there, I felt like a custom, uh, I felt like a customer support agent at that point because people are like, hey, I'm trying to apply and it's not working. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying, you know, but uh, so that was the, that was the process um, this season versus uh, season one where I used Tinder and then also just kind of like if people slid in the DMs or, or right. whatnot. Um, but yeah, so the date application was very helpful for this season too. How did you decide out of over 10,000 applications who you were going to pick for these dates? What was that process like for you? So basically picking the dates, I kind of had a process on how I went through in the um, date application. They have to list their information, their social media, uh, like the state they're applying for, the town that the date would be in. And then they have to say uh, a little bit about themselves and then what their date idea would be. And so I looked at the town they were in or location and I'd be like, okay, that's someplace that I want to visit or that I've never been to before or that I want to visit again. Uh, so that I looked at that. Also, if I had any sort of sponsor obligations or press or media obligations that I had to be in a certain town for. So I had to target that certain area. Um, so location was one age. Cause I mean, I'm 25 and I had like a ton of like 16 and 17 year olds apply and obviously that's not, <laughs> that's not ideal. Like I appreciate them applying of course, but you know, with all due respect, I picked people who were like 20 and up. I think like I had three dates who were 20 and then the rest were uh, above 21. And so, um, and so age location, and then basically just uh, what they put, uh, for their description on like their bio and how they sold themselves and about them and, and what their date idea was. If their date idea was super fun and cool and exciting, I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. Like she's moved up here compared to this girl. And so that was kind of my selection process. And it was, it was very tedious to narrow it down out of that many applications to 50. Um, but obviously a, a fun kind of tedious, if, if that makes sense. How long did it take you to fully narrow it down? Well, Oh man, you know, it's, it's hard to say because I also picked throughout the season. Like at first I was going to just pick all at the beginning and just have all 50 locked in squared away. Good to go. But my management team thought it would be better if I should pick throughout the season. So then people still like could apply and in ways that was good. And in ways that was, uh, there was, it was, there were pros and cons to it because one, sometimes there was like a lack of preparation where I'd be like, crap, I'm like traveling so much going on dates. I'm like, I don't even have a date picked for this state. So I'd have to hurry and look through the applications and be like, hey, you want to do this type thing. Um, so sometimes there was that. Um, but also it did build that intriguement and people kept applying and stuff. So, um, yeah, so I, I, if I were to say in the beginning, though, when I picked probably, you know, my first 20 dates or, you know, 15 or so, that even just that small bunch, that took me like – it took me like probably a week of just like every day, like every right. day, all day looking through them and like narrowing it down um, for like 20 of them. So it's, it was quite the process. I can't imagine. That's so crazy. So season two doesn't just stop at the 50 dates. Can you tell me a little bit more about what the next steps are? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's exciting that I've gone through two seasons of this and, um, you know, there's a couple finishing ties. I'm actually going to make a kind of a pretty big announcement over my socials tonight, which is exciting for, um, for what's happening next week. Um, but then after those things are all finished up 
You know, I don't know what a season three will look like. You know, I think I am personally like, yes, I've gone on all these dates, but I think I'm almost ready to pass the baton off or the torch to someone else because if I keep doing this, one, it gets stale. I've done it twice now. People are going to be like, what is this guy doing type thing? And so I, I probably what I'm thinking is replace myself with another guy. And he goes on dates with a girl or have a girl do this and she goes on dates with guys. So I'm looking yeah. at both those both those options and I've been hit up by a lot of different production companies and and producers and stuff that, you know, want to take this to the next level. So I'll have to I've had some meetings with them and I'll have to see where things go with that possibly. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. That's super Thank impressive you. what you've done with this concept and this whole brand. It's really cool to see and I'm excited to see what's next. Oh, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. I am too. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I, I hope one day we can turn it on and it could be on like a Netflix or a Hulu or or that would just be like that'd be like a dream come true. Like a really totally different, strange version of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. <laughs> right? Yeah. Combining Miss America and The Bachelor. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've covered all the basics around 50 dates, 50 states. I want to get into some more personal details about what the experience has been like for you and how you approach dating and what some of the date experiences have been like for you. Love that. Sounds good you're really only going on first dates with the woman. So what is your end goal with this? Is it more to say you did it and really get the experience or is there a hope that you might find love in one of these states? You know, I, I love is a strong word. (laughs) Um, and, and I think for me, uh, you know, a lot of people will ask me like, Oh, how do you not catch feelings going on these dates and stuff? And I think like for me, at least, um, time is a big factor in developing feelings you know, if, if me and you were going on dates, I feel like I'd have to have, you know, multiple dates or multiple experiences with you to really catch those feelings. Now we could go on a first date and I could, you could catch my eye and I could want to hang out with you again. Absolutely. But I think to build that feeling and lust and attraction and, and like love for, I'd have to just spend more time with them. And so it's a little difficult with 50 dates, 50 states where I, you know, I'm bouncing around going on all these first dates, like you mentioned. So I think for me, I'm very open to seeing if there's a girl I connect with extremely well. And then at the end of it being like, hey, like, what's up again? And and trying to kind of rekindle that fire almost and everything. And season two is, is a little different because there is a winner at the end. So I'm going to pick the date who I connected with most. And me and her will go to Puerto Rico for four nights. And so that's, that's, um, like, you know, going to hold some weight and sparks might fly and whatnot. And so I think for me, I always prioritize the, uh, the brand and I, I just want to make sure that, cause I know as soon as I get into a relationship, I'm going to be a simp. I'm going to be simping and <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to put the girl's needs before my own. And I know that I have like a lot of dreams, goals, and aspirations. And so, um, and so I know that I'll focus on that while I'm single, but if I get in a relationship, like I'll probably put those on the back burner. So I just almost want to get to a spot where I am like, I did it. Heck yeah. Like I'm where I want to be. And then I look for that person a little bit more. Totally. Have you found that there's been any dates you've gone on where the girl caught feelings and had a hard time parting ways with you or has still tried to stay in touch? Has that happened to you yet? Yeah, that's, that's happened. To, that's happened a couple times. And it's very, it's like almost and like, I don't want to be rude by any means, but it's almost like uncomfortable for me, because I don't, um, because I don't, 
I, I've trained my brain. I go on these dates. Like I might have a good time. I connect really well. And we can talk or snap or whatever here and there. But like they they know what they signed up for and we're going on a date and everything. And so, yeah, some dates, um, yeah, they've, they've, you know, put their feelings out there. And, uh, and, and for me, I try to be as respectful as I can to that. Cause I never want, I never want to lead anybody on mm-hmm. and give anybody like false hope. And two, I don't want to ever be like rude and, and just like be like gross or no, I don't feel the same or whatever. You know, I want to, I want to just be like, Hey, like, yeah, I appreciate that. But you know, I'm doing, I'm building this or I have a mission to accomplish type thing. I had a great time with you, but you know, we'll have to see how the road goes. But I think it's with this, it's a little different because the girls know what they're getting themselves into. So I, I do seldomly see that. Right. So I know for you, you kind of know the mindset you're going into on these dates. So like you said, you haven't really allowed yourself to fully dive into that possibility. But that being said, has there been a date where you felt a real connection and you had a hard time not thinking about that or getting over that? Yeah, you know, there's there's a handful of dates that I feel like I've really connected with well. And uh, even season one, so season two was a lot more like, okay, um, date, travel, date, travel, date, travel, where season one, I was by myself doing everything. And so sometimes I spent like uh, two or three days with a date. And so those dates, I spent a little bit more time with them. We hung out a little bit more. And so sometimes those were harder to leave in season one. Um, And season two, I think that, you know, there's been girls that I've, you know, found really attractive and, and we've meshed really well and we've had great conversation and like our morals align and we have a similar mindset and hobbies and stuff. And, uh, and, you know, they sit in the back of my head when I'm thinking about decisions and whatnot. We, some I connect with a lot better than others, but I feel like at a season two, I'd probably say there's about four or five that I uh, connected with. I feel like extremely well. And that's, uh, I kind of, you know, think about when it comes to decision-making, I guess. That's fair. And I think makes a lot of sense. And I think for your own protection too, going into this process, you have to have your guard up a little bit. Cause I mean, it is partially work for you now too. You know, when you first did it, it was for fun. And now it's become a brand and it's become work for you. And so you all also have to protect yourself and protect your business. So I totally do understand that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, and that's a good point. And, and that's one thing, especially as I've seen 50 dates evolve since when I started it to where I am now and going through season two, season two was very interesting because you, I, sometimes you don't know the girl's intentions of when she applied. Is she doing this for clout? Is she doing this for more followers? Is she doing this to, uh, like, you know, my cameraman, John, who followed me around throughout, um, the whole series, he, uh, after the date, sometimes when we're heading to the next date, he'd be like, Hey, I think she liked the camera more than you. And, and, you know, so you can never tell what their intentions are. Do they really want to go on a date with me? Do they just want more clout and yeah. followers, like whatever that is. So it's, it's weird to try and figure that out. I'm sure. And not to say anything's inauthentic, but I'm sure there will never be anything as authentic as season one for you, because that was just you doing something that had never been done before and you gained the followers as it happened. So I think that's something that I've been really curious about was just how much has it changed now that there's numbers at stake, clout at stake, followings, all of that is a part of this now. So I am curious to know how that's changed the authenticity of the process for you. Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, season one has such a special place in my heart because it is like nostalgic 
and it's like and it's the beginning and it's something that you started it's like always cool to look back from where you started to where you've uh, you know where you've come and and so i think looking back at that uh season one yeah just so nostalgic and and we were all in it together and i went virtual dates i felt like honestly more connected to my dates because it was we had our virtual dates right. and then i met him i meet him in person and so they were part of that process for like a year right. and uh we were all just doing it together and having fun and i really enjoyed that and and obviously, I uh, got like some interviews here and there in season one and press. And but now season two, it's just at a bigger scale. Where had a cameraman with me. We're mic'd up on dates. Right. Um, uh, we have you know these date episodes on YouTube and uh, the date applications and you know more press and more followers. And so yeah, it's it's definitely like evolved into some. And and that's really cool. Like I really I'm very I feel very grateful and very blessed to like have that happen and. Uh, and it's a cool feeling. And especially one thing that I find really rewarding, I think, especially about season two that I like compared to season one is I like, uh, I, it's very rewarding and fulfilling to me to, uh, pick a girl out of the applications and she's like, Oh my gosh, like I never would have thought I got picked. Like, this is crazy. Or like, I just screamed out loud or whatever. Like the, and cause to me, I don't really think of it as like, I'm like, I, I mean, I'm nobody, like, I'm just a, I'm just a guy doing dates in States, but some people, they treat you differently when you have a certain following or you have a brand. And so like these dates, if I pick them, they're just super excited. And that makes me feel good though. They're like, Oh, I get to be part of this and like go on this date and have fun and hopefully show them a good time in my college town or hometown or whatever it may be. So I think I've just got more fulfilled as it's gone on and like, and there's just really cool opportunities that have been presented through it or, you know, people when I'm out eating with friends and stuff, like people come up and they're like, you're the 50 days, 50 States guy. And my friends like love it. They're just like, Oh, you know, our celebrity friend, I'm like, stop, you know, <laughs> but like, it's just like super, I love like, that's just a cool feeling. Cause it makes me feel like I have outreach and impact. Yeah. So you're the director of fun. Yeah, yeah. You're still doing it. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, just in the dating world, you know. Yeah, you took that role and you made it your own. (laughs) I really did, yeah. Okay, so I have a a quick question that you might not be able to answer, but I would love to know. Have there been any, like, really bad dates or any horror stories from the experience for you? Yeah, there, there were a couple that, you know, weren't, like there were a couple that we definitely just didn't see eye to eye on or we didn't mesh really well. Some, it was more on like, just because, I mean, like I can literally talk to like the wall for 10 minutes. Like I can talk for days, but sometimes going on a date, there might be a date who's a little bit more shy or awkward or quiet. And, and so sometimes those get a little, you know, weird and awkward. And then there's been some where, you know, she has like a really bad attitude and, and I'm more of like an uplifting, positive person where she had more of like a, you know, negative, bad attitude energy to her. And that just like, didn't really rub me the right way. Um, but you know, there was never that I were like a crash and burn or like I had to crawl out of the bathroom window out of the restaurant or, you know, anything like that. Like all of them were honestly, I like to say I'm pretty lucky and, and went on dates with great gals across the U S and, uh, but yeah, some just definitely, you could tell after the date, it's like, all right, well, that was good. See ya. And you know, we're not going to ever talk again type thing. (laughs) So, but that's just, yeah, the nature of the beast, but nothing too brutal. Right. Do you date outside of the 50 dates at all? I've gone on a handful of dates outside of the 50 dates, um, whether that be like when I'm 
off the road or when I've been on the road, I've gone on a couple of things, what I like to call hidden dates. And uh, like if I have extra time in a place and, you know, I connect with a girl, whether it's like through the DMs or whatever, um, you know, sometimes go meet up and because I love meeting people too. I love meeting people. And I also like, this is going to sound super probably like I don't, douchey of me, <laughs> um, but like, but like, I promise, I promise I'm not, but like, I, I really like taking girls out on dates. Like it's, it's like fun to me because if I can like treat a girl on a date and like have her smile and like she feels treated, that's just like cool to me. I mean, you could go out to dinner and we can go play mini golf and have some laughs. And at the end of the day, even if we don't connect, you had a good time and you're like, he was a nice kid. Like not for me, but nice kid. And I had fun. Like that's still cool to me. I'm sorry. If you think that that's douchey of you, that's not douchey at all. That's really nice. Okay. That's see, and that's what, and that's what I, that's what I hope the response is. And I appreciate that, but it just sounds weird when I'm like, Oh, I, I'm, it's a hobby to date women. You, you know, like I don't, I don't want like, <laughs> Say it like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's fair. I just like, don't want people to be like, Oh, this guy just likes taking out girls. So, and so, yeah, I just, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a fun, that's a fun thing to me. And so, but yeah, I do go on dates outside of it. Sometimes it's a little, it's a little interesting if I meet a girl outside of 50 dates, 50 states, and I want to go on a date, sometimes it's difficult to like have the conversation off of 50 dates, 50 states, because 50 dates, 50 states, obviously a ton of questions can be asked. I understand that. But going on a date sometime, I want to get to know them and talk about them. But when I obviously pick them up in the car and they're like, and they're asking, you know, or if they ask what I do or they're like, it just gets brought up. And then sometimes it's just, I feel like it's always about 50 dates, 50 states where I'm like, no, like, let's talk about something else. Yeah. You know? No, I can see that getting difficult after a while too, especially as your following grows. I'm sure that can be hard to dodge at times. Yeah. So if you're comfortable with this, we're going to wrap up this section of the episode with two hot takes about 50 dates 50 states that i want to okay i want to give you a chance to respond to all right all right so first hot going on this many dates with so many girls kind of makes you a player what is your response to that (laughs) (laughs) i think for people who say that, I think, you know, that's just part of, that's the brand. Like, that's like, like, you know, I feel like it'd be worse if I was doing this and there was no brand tied to it. Like if I was just Matthew Wernig traveling around and I'm like, oh, date here, date here, date here. And like, there wasn't like a centerpiece around it or a brand like the bachelor, like the bachelor, the premise people go on, you know, there's 20 girls trying to get this one guy the uh then there's 20 guys trying to get this one girl type thing like it's just part of that's part of the show and so that's that's what makes the wheels go around so that i guess that would be my my rebuttal i would say no i get that second hot take i'm sure you get this one all the time you have a type oh oh here we go (laughs) oh here we go yeah so this this one so the type argument, oh yeah, I get heat for this left and right. Do I have a type? And oh, he's got a preference. And I think it's so odd that one, that people like dog on me for who I find attractive or who I want to go on a date with. And then two, every literally every single person, and I don't care who you are, every single person has a type or a preference. And that could be, that could be, I mean, boil it down to height. You know, people are like, oh, girls like guys who are taller. 
guys like girls who are shorter normally, not all the time, but like, so that's a preference. You know, there's a preference in a uh, height in background. Are they driven? Are they, are they funny? Do they make a lot of money? Like, so there's all that. There's the physical attraction, right? Some people look at the smile, the eyes, the, um, background, ethnicity, race, whatever it may be. Like there's so many different factors that play into it for me. Like, I guess when it comes to having a type, I just want to make sure that I'm like, I want, I'm attracted to them and to like, they can carry a conversation. They're outgoing, they're driven. They're like charismatic. They're caring. Like there's so many little things, but I think what the problem is everybody sees my TikToks and they go, Oh, there's a white blonde girl. <laughs> and then they're just like, and then they're like, yeah, as a type, cause 30 of his dates, you know, are, are blondes or white blondes. But I think another factor also is that I pick out of the girls who apply. And so like, you know, if I don't have all these different ethnicities, background, races, whatever it may be, apply, like, you know, I, 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 like, I don't have a book of every girl in every state and I go, all right, I'm picking you. I'm picking you. Like I just pick from who applies. And so, um, yeah, you know, but I I do think, you know, I, I think, it would be a lie to say that I don't have a type because I definitely think I do have like a type of preference, but I think everybody does the uh, type of type of thing, whether they want to admit it or not. But like, I wish I had more of like a, when it comes to just more on the diverse background, I wish I had more of a diverse pool that applied for me to pick from. That's for sure. I think it could be interesting, you know, maybe down the line, something that could make the next season unique or seasons down the line, like, kind of like the show, the voice where you don't know what the person looks like, but you get the background, you hear their voice. So maybe in future application cycles, you could do something where, you know, maybe you're not even involved in the final say it's like your producers who know you best or the people that are on your team that know what you like in terms of personality. And then in terms of what they look like, it's just as much as a, of a surprise for you as it is for the girls, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. Like some blind dates. Yeah. So now for the next section of this episode, we are going to do some rapid fire questions. And the first section of that is going to be first date tips. I'm sure you have more than most people on this. Oh, hit me with it. Okay. Who in your opinion should pay on the first date? The guy always. What are your thoughts on kissing or sleeping together on a first date? Oh, here we go. I, you know, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with a good night kiss or, you know, whatever, if you're going all the way. But I think that the guy especially has to just be so self-aware and read the room. If she's not into you, if she's not feeling it, do not try and give her a kiss. Do not try anything. If, you know, the vibe's right and everything, yeah, be confident in, in everything. But I don't know, like, I guess everybody has their own things, but either kiss, hook up, do your thing, just, you know. Whatever, whatever you want. Fair. What are your three most important things to making a first date good? Communication, just throughout the whole process. That's a huge one. Um, like expectations. Do not set any expectations going into a date. Uh, and just go in with a mindset of, well, I hope we have fun. And then I think the third thing would be, I think, have fun and relax. Like just... Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be worried about, oh, what you're wearing, what you look like, what you're going to say, and and just, just be in the moment, relax, and have a good time. What was the best first date activity that you did over the two seasons? That's so hard. Can I give you, like, my top three? Mm-hmm. I'd probably say 
the helicopter, uh, riding in a helicopter in Alaska and like riding up to like the glaciers and drinking the glacier water and what, like that was unbelievable. I'd probably say zip lining in the mountains of New Hampshire. That was immaculate and freeing and so cool. And I'd probably say going to the pro soccer game in Kansas city. Uh, and that was more so just because of the, th- they gave, they got us, like seats like basically right on the field that we got jerseys that said custom jerseys that said 50 days 50 states they got us on the big screen and had us on like the kiss cam like all circled around 50 days 50 states which was like so cool in front of like thousands of people so that was a lot of fun so i'd probably say like those three happy for you i feel like you're just living your best life i try my best (laughs) okay what are the best ways to beat first date nerves Take a couple shots. <laughs> no, no, no I, I think a more organic way. I think just don't overthink. Like, I just don't overthink. Don't set those expectations. Um, do something to get your mind off it, maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, if the dates, if you have a date at seven, don't sit there and like plan your outfit for three hours or, or just wait around the house looking for stuff to do until then like i don't know play video games go on a run go to the gym like do stuff keep yourself busy until then because then you won't have time to overthink if a first date doesn't go super well is it okay to ghost i don't think it's ever right to ghost unless honestly i think ghosting some people deserve to be ghosted depend like if they if they did something super like rude or like ignorant or something that they just like were completely like they lacked the self-awareness of. Right. And they're like, oh, wow, I don't know why they didn't text me back. It's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have, you know, done this. But uh, I don't think it's ever right to just like go someone. I feel you. So what are your top three questions you like to ask on a first date to get to know a girl better? Uh, one that I always like to ask is basically just like what the dreams, goals and ambitions are that they have. Because I just want to see, you know, are they, are they, I can almost tell if they're driven that way. If they're like, you know, I really want to start my own business or I really want to go into this or I really want to be the next best news anchor or I want to, you know, be a professional cheerleader, whatever it is. Like you could kind of tell their, you could almost revolve their lifestyle and some of their things they do or say around that vision they have. I always word it by saying like, if I was on a day, I'd be like, what's, the, so what's, what's Allie's big dream? Like that's, that's how I would say it type thing. Right. Um, and so asking that and then others, uh, I like to ask about family, uh, just like um, family and friends. I could kind of combine those two. Just like, uh, do, you know, do they have a big friend group? Do they have a big family? Any brothers, sisters? What do their mom and dad do? Like kind of all those questions. And then another one, this one's pretty cliche, but what they like to do for fun. Like what are their hobbies? What TV shows do they like? What movies? What uh, are they active? Do they go to the gym? Like all those things I like to, to talk about. And I think each one of those questions sparks so much more conversation. So I think those are like really good umbrellas that can actually take over an entire date with just one of them. Oh, 100%. I think a good icebreaker, I think a fun icebreaker is to ask what their favorite kind of alcohol or what their favorite kind of alcohol or what their favorite kind of shot is. And then when they <laughs> say it, when like, if like the waiter or like if you're at a restaurant or something comes over, you order two of them. That's <laughs> always fun. <laughs> that's always good. So what are some big turnoffs? or red flags on a first date for you? When they can't hold a conversation, for sure. When they're distracted, if they like are looking around or they're not engaged in the conversation or they're on their phone, oh my gosh, <laughs> get out of town. And I'd probably say uh, like interrupting. I don't think I've had that too much, but if anybody interrupts, oh, they're a terrible human being. 
Like, 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 have you ever met someone where you're talking and they'll just talk over you in the middle of a sentence? Yeah. I, it's terrible. I know what that's like. One for me is manners. Oh, good call. Good manners one. Manners yeah. really, really drive me crazy. Like, if you're chewing with your mouth open or your napkin's not on your lap, oh, that pisses me off. And I don't even know why, because it's not that big of a deal, but it bothers me, like, a lot. That is hilarious. I've never heard that one. That's so funny if like you went out on a date and he was just like perfect and then you get home and your friends are asking like it, how it went and you're like, he was terrible, you know, he and they're like, why? And you're like, well, he just didn't put his napkin on his lap. So like, what, who is <laughs> Yeah, who is this guy? Do you think you have any red flags? Oh, I'm perfect. No, 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah, I probably got, uh, yeah, I hope you have like three more hours of the podcast because I could just start going down the line. No, uh, I, I think if I were to name some of my red flags, I'd say I'm, t- I, I will admit I'm, I'm usually always late. I'm bad. I'm bad with like, I feel like I'm always late of picking up a date. I don't know if you consider this, I don't know if you would consider this a red flag or not. One thing I caught myself doing this season, watching my date videos back, is I would sometimes walk in front of my date. So, like, my date would be walking, like, if we were walking somewhere, and I would just walk in front of him. Like, I wouldn't walk beside him. And, like, I wouldn't walk, I wouldn't be, like, a mile away. But, like, I just, like, I don't know, I'm a fast walker, and I didn't even, I wasn't even self-aware enough to realize I was doing this, and so I started getting roasted for it. People were like, Matt, walk with your date. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, I should probably, I don't know if that's a red flag, I feel like that's just more of a bad habit. And then if I were, if I were to give another, I'm trying to think, like, some people I feel like would think I, I have, like, commitment issues, because I just, like, I've been single so long, and I just, like, I, you know, go on all these dates and stuff, but I, I really don't have commitment issues. I just, like, I just have different priorities. So I'd probably say those little handful of things. Yeah. So are there any first date tips that you feel like we didn't cover, or do you feel like we, we really hit most of the most important ones? I think we did pretty good with first date stuff. Like, I think just making people feel comfortable on a date is like the number one key to making it like at least just like flow like if if the date's comfortable if i'm comfortable like sweet like there shouldn't be any bumps in the road then if we're all just comfortable and we're having fun so yeah, yeah just that's that's the key for sure okay so now we're gonna go to the next rapid fire section which is gonna be like a which state is type questions so- okay the first one we're going to do is which state has the best pizza? The best pizza, I'd probably have to say New York. Okay, good. I'm glad you said that. I was a little scared for a second. <laughs> I'm from New York originally, so. Okay, okay, gotcha. All right, yeah, New York. Oh my gosh, the I had some great pizza there. That's a biased answer for me. Okay, which state has the best beer? I'd probably say either Alaska or California. The Cali Cream and Beer, oh, that is money. That is good. I'm going to try it. Which state has the best barbecue? Kansas City, Missouri. Which state has the most aggressive drivers? Chicago, Illinois and Chicago. That's a pretty, that's a pretty, well, well, I don't know. New York, though, like the the taxis, it's just a different breed in New York. Like that, like they will just swerve into you expecting you to get over I'm going New York, just solely for the city. Which state has the most beautiful mountains? Montana. 
bias. Shout out. It's bias. <laughs> <laughs> Which state has the worst traffic? New York. Which state do you want to go back and visit? Hawaii. Oh, it's the best. Which state has the most friendly people? Probably, I'm saying North Dakota. Nebraska has some nice people too. I don't know. It's tough. Which state has the best nightlife? I'd probably say Nashville or, I mean, Vegas is awesome. Okay, last one. Besides Montana and North Dakota, which state could you see yourself living in? Arizona. I think I eventually want to live in like the Phoenix area. My favorite part of the U.S. is that um, triangle where there's like Phoenix, Vegas, and L.A. Yeah. And it's just all right there. Like I think it's there's so much fun things going on. Those are all lively areas. That's a good answer. I feel like I'm just never going to leave L.A. at this point. I don't know. Do you do you really like L.A.? I love it here, but I feel like that's not even necessarily because of the place or the culture or the people. It's more like growing up in New York. I never thought I would be able to move this far away from home by myself and like not know anyone and make a life for myself. And here I am six years later and I still am the only family member who lives out here. And like, I've made this whole place for myself, you know? That's awesome. Well, good for you. That's super cool. Okay. So something I do in all my episodes is called Alpiece 3. I do it at the end of each episode. It's my way of bringing music into the podcast because I love music more than anything. And it's something I'm super passionate about. So typically at the end of each episode, me and my guests will go through a theme and pick a few songs to add to the Spotify playlist that I have. And it's just running with songs from each episode I've done. So for you, I was wondering if you would tell me three songs you would play in the car after you just picked up a girl on a first date. Oh, this is very creative. Very creative. I love it. Thank you. I love it. All right. We're going to go My Humps, Fireworks. No, I'm just kidding. No. Oh, my God. I was like, is he serious? No, yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's see. I'm definitely going to throw a JB song in there. Actually, I'll go new Justin Bieber. I'll probably go like Stay by Justin Bieber and Kid Leroy. Throw that one in there. Um, I'd probably th- also throw Broadway Girls by like Morgan Wallen and Dirk. Like, like probably throw that one. And then I'd probably throw like, um, I love, I love um, Mike, um, like Mike Stud. Uh, and so I'd probably say there's this one song that uh, I just, like, I swear every time I play it in the car, like it, like, because usually the music's turned down, but one of my dates, I swear, like every single time I play it, like a date will be like, oh, what, what's that song? And it's, uh, or what's this song called? Because they've never heard it. Or they'll be like, oh, I love this song of Mike's. And it's called Up Again. So probably Up Again by Mike is the other one. I'm looking at my Spotify right now because there's a Mike song that I really like. Oh, it's called I Don't Want to Party. Oh, that's a banger. That's a great song. I'm going to add that to the playlist too because I like that song. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So so those would be my my three. A A couple, two that are a little bit more mainstream and then one that's a little bit more hidden, hidden gem. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today, Matt. It was such a pleasure to have you on and to learn more about what you're doing, what you've done and what's to come next for you. I think you have such a special thing going for you. You're super, super outgoing and seem to really know who you are. And I just think what you're doing is great. So thank you for being on here. I think my listeners are going to learn so much from you and hopefully have their questions answered about how to go on a 
a good first date. I can't wait to see what's next. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm, I mean, you just, you're complimenting me left and right. That was very nice. They, but no, I, I, I appreciate your kind words. And it was an honor to hop on here and chat with you and everything. And I'm excited to, to check it all out. Thank you so much. So where can my listeners find you to follow along with your journey? Yeah, I, I encourage everybody to uh, check out the 50 Dates, 50 States website. That's where, you know, you can read about my journey a little bit. You can uh, hear the backstory of it. You can meet all the dates. You can see, you know, who my season one dates were, who my season two dates were, see their bios, you know, check them out on Instagram. Uh, I also have all my socials listed on there of uh, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that. So I'm mostly popular on TikTok, but then we premiere all of our date video, all of the long form date videos on YouTube. So uh, just encourage everybody to go check it out. Perfect. Thank you so much. So we'll see you guys all next week on trying to figure it out. Thank you so much again, Matt. It was a pleasure. Hey, thank you so much. Bye.